0: What up, everybody? This is back, and you're listening to the Feedback Podcast, the only podcast about the Austin scene, the Austin nightlife, and this is episode number 96. And on this episode, we get to talk to the one and only Toddy B. Toddy B's been around for a long time here in Austin, Texas. He's one of the pillars when it comes to the house music scene. And, of course, we get into his background, how he got started, his first gigs. We talk about the rise of the electronic music scene here in Austin, and you get then we get into his transition into being a family man, a realtor, and a father now. And how he balances that with still keeping in touch with what's happening in town. So there's definitely some tips in there for you on how to still, you know, stay on the pulse of the city, know what's happening, uh, still stay involved without having to be out there every weekend. So there's definitely some good stuff. Great conversation. I love talking to the man. So thank you for tuning in. And let's go. Yo, what up? This is your favorite giant Chinaman CK, and you're listening to The Feedback Podcast. What up, everybody? This is back. Welcome to The Feedback Podcast. And thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. And always across the table for me, I got Miko. How you doing back? Doing well. Thank you for, thank you for coming as always. Uh, quick rundown today, we're going to have the honor to speak of one of Austin's best, Toddy B. We're gonna, but first, we're going to do a little FOMO recap of last weekend because it was Memorial Day weekend. And as we all know, Memorial Day weekend is the craziest, one of the craziest weekends in town. Everybody gets on the boat. Everybody goes barbecuing. There's a bunch of parties on the Sundays. We'll be talking about that first, but let me first give a shout-out to CK uh, for last week's show. Uh, that was a great show, learned a lot to talk about food, and who doesn't love to talk about about food? Uh, but also, it was their four-year anniversary at Swift Attic on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So, big shout-out to CK, all the staff over there at Swift Attic. Uh, it was a benefit for Leukemia and Lymphoma Society and the Men and Women of the Year. So, uh, make sure you go check out the episode. It's on iTunes. It's on SoundCloud. Make sure you subscribe.
1: Just a quick note on that CK thing. If y'all happen to run into him, you know he is a local restaurant owner here in Austin. The biggest
0: China man you've ever seen. Ever. Six five.
1: <laughs> great conversationalist. I mean, after oh, the yeah. show, we must have talked for hours. So, yeah. you know, if you run into him, you happen to meet him, get past the surface conversation and ask him something more a little bit more deeper. He'll he'll indulge. Ask him about the meaning
0: of life. He'll he'll go on, on
1: that <laughs> wow. He loves he
0: loves conversations. A great too. guy. So speaking of last week, let's talk about what you have missed out. Let's get into our FOMO segment of the show.
1: Did you go to any live shows? You know, last week was an off week for live shows for me. I think, you know, I, oh, take that back, take that back. I didn't go to, I didn't pay to go any live shows, uh, but I did go, and this is part of FOMO. I went to the Green Light Social Room opening.
0: Oh, the, uh, the spot on top of Benji's on yeah, West Six, correct? On top of
1: Benji's, which I think is closed now or closing
0: already? Wow.
1: I mean, it was, it was closed on Sunday, and that's a big brunch Memorial Weekend Day. Is so. it the same people? Maybe? I don't think no, so. it's a different not?
0: group. Oh, yeah. wow.
1: So I, I went to the, uh, the Greenlight Social open, grand opening. Um, I think they'd have a self-opening, but that was a grand opening. Very, it's a Cuban-themed restaurant. Uh, lots of Cuban-related drinks, mojitos, things like that. They have a Capri Sun where they cut off part of it and inject vodka in there and tape it back up. Sold. I'm <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Pretty interesting. They're like a pig roast. I guess that's
0: poking. <laughs> No, it's all right. Okay, it's go, all right. Go. It's Sorry, fine. My bad. No, no, no. It's fine. It's um, fine. Just
1: in talking about opening venues, I mean, it's nice. It's it's West 6, so it's it's that type of you know West 6 crowd for better, whether you love it or hate it, it's going to be that same type of feel. Uh-huh. Upstairs, they have a balcony that wraps around the inside, so they have an inside, they have an inside area, and then a balcony outside that wraps around, and they have like this little uh, viewer that's like a you know essentially a binoculars, but the you know if you go to. The Tower of America's or the Eiffel Tower, and they have a little viewer you can look through. Everyone on, on TV, uh, everyone on the radio can't hear it, but I'm, I'm cupping my hands like I'm looking at binoculars. Sure. Anyways, they have that. It doesn't give you much view of Austin because they're only in the second floor, and all you see what, is what the buildings.
0: What are you The building is about to go <laughs> up across pretty the street.
1: Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so it's a nice little token, but that's about it. That. But performing there, to your point, was a group called Sunglasses and Mushrooms. I think they're from the Valley. They are pretty good. They did. Their own original music and they had a sunglasses lot of glasses and mushrooms. Sunglasses and mushrooms. Interesting. A lot of lot, how did come up with that name? I don't know. Good stage presence, good performance. I mean, you know, me and live shows. <laughs> yeah, I rate yeah, the yeah. hell out of them. Um, I would recommend anybody seeing them again if you just like a good live show, regardless of the genre you like. So, what kind of music? They're across the board. I'd say they focused on rock, but they played hip hop, they played country, they played like, a blues song, like
0: cover or just their they own covered
1: stuff. a lot. But they had their own original as well It was about half and half Oh, nice Yeah, and they were out there dancing They pushing, pulling the crowd And even though that crowd wasn't there for live music mm-hmm. They're there to eat, drink And have free cigars that were there Ew. So I felt bad for that that band Because they were good But the crowd just wasn't there for that So they were The opening was on Sunday? That was on Sunday,
0: yes Oh, yeah yeah got Sunday, Sunday People mm-hmm. just yeah, want to get they drunk just want to get drunk PM. Go to Rio, act cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Jump in the pool What else did you get into?
1: Um, there was Groove Theory on yes. Friday night, one year anniversary. Shout out to K. Kelly. Callie
0: and Jessica who opened for her. That was, uh, that was fun. Um, uh, you no, know, Groove Theory is like the, you know, the R&B party monthly at the Belmont, which is great. Cause you know, the Belmont has the outside area and the inside area and K. Kelly is in there playing all the old school joints. There was a, a, lecture slide at one point. Actually not at one point. It always happens. There's always a lecture slide. Uh, and then she does that thing at the end when she tries to help people hook up. She goes, "All right, it's that time again. You know, I'm gonna play some songs. I'm gonna play pony and stuff like that, so you can, <laughs> you know, make your moves. It's you know, you got 30 minutes to close the deal. Where are you at? You've been drinking too much. You know, so it was it was fun. Uh, people were into it. So wedding anniversary. Shout out to K Callie. That was that was dope. Uh, and then. Did you go to, didn't go to 77 Degrees?
1: I didn't. I heard about it though. I had people that were there. So I just wanted to give a quick mention for uh, 77 Degrees. We don't want to leave out our people up there and on the north. It, yeah. They hang on the domain. That's becoming a thing now
2: yeah, uh, in Rock
1: Row. So soft opening for 77 Degrees. I know some people that work there. Um, I heard it was a lot of fun. Good it looks s- nice. I saw the it pictures does. on the website. I can't wait to see it. Yeah, It has
0: like white furniture yeah. and hookahs and stuff. Yeah. And their about page starts with... If Christopher Columbus had discovered, when he discovered the Caribbeans and if he had found a place like 77 degrees, I don't think he would have left. (laughs)
1: <laughs> he never <laughs> went back to Spain. Yeah, he's like, that, that's I'm their, good. Uh, that's their about page. Yeah, <laughs> nice. and
0: Seventy-seven degrees—the perfect temperature for a cocktail—and blah blah blah. I'm yeah. like, all right.
1: They really theme it around that. They have like a pineapple parrot drink where they cut the pineapple in the shape of a parrot and throw it on the drink. Kidding. Yeah, they Why go not? all out. Wow. We're, getting, so, we're getting fantasy and all stuff. Wow. So, c- this domain,
0: we, we, go figure. Yeah, we we uh, we cutting uh, juicy pack, juice packs, and uh,
1: <laughs> caprisons <laughs> <laughs> Capri and, and parrot-shaped <laughs> pineapples <laughs> on drinks. Yeah, that's what we've come to. Austin, Texas Keep it weird, baby (laughs) Oh yeah,
0: always, always Uh, And then Sunday uh, New Jack Swing At Volstead. Uh, Shout out to Protégé Kid Slice And uh, Mike Swing And Demo And our friend Kenny Duet Also played And these guys When it comes to 90s New Jack Swing If you don't know What New Jack Swing is Think about Guy And Janet Jackson And Belle Biv DeVoe And all those guys Dance our asses off and the crowd was awesome you know they had uh that the place packed everybody was dancing it's one of i came out sweaty. so uh and then i have to say i have to say say it then i on saturday i went to see an old friend of mine who's here sitting across from me right now. <laughs> <laughs> I went to Ethics. Uh, Changed et- your life. Uh, yes. <laughs> I was at a party down south, and I, and I I said, I have to go see this guy. I've, I haven't seen him play in a while, and I wanted to see it. And also, I, li- I like Ethics. I like what Ryan, uh, shout out to Ryan and Vince, uh, you know, for, you know, basically it's what Lanai was, and they redid a bunch of stuff. The sound system. The floor is sunken down, it's it's great, the staff's great, drinks are great. And where I was is it? Like,
1: fifth fifth in Congress, right? Yeah,
0: fifth in Congress, yeah. Where the old and I was. And I was like, I gotta see Toddy B. I gotta see Toddy B. Toddy B is his element, is something to see, it's something to watch, <laughs> it's something you put in your diary. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Toddy B tonight. And uh as always, I, I was always always good time, demands. I want to say, still got it, but he never lost it nah, anyway. You're too kind. Come on now. I mean, you're too kind. No, nah, I mean, it was dope. It was dope. I was there for the, the last 30 minutes, and I think that's all I needed. because yeah. I, I was like, man, how much energy do you, <laughs> can you just put out? And everybody was like, yeah, oh. high fiving and everything. I'm like, wow, I feel old right now. It's 1.30. <laughs> I'm like, eh. you need to get that cardio in back. Yeah, I know. I know. So, good transition to introduce our guests for the day. Mr. Toddy B, how you doing?
2: I'm great, man. Thanks for having me, bro. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Good to you. see you. Always a pleasure. Oh, dude. Thanks for coming Saturday too. <laughs> it's great.
0: I, I, I got it's great to see you in your element. Right it's on. one of those things that like when when uh, I always say when you see a go see a DJ and you can tell the DJ's having a good time, it it makes a whole difference. And a guy would just like head down into his computer, into sure. his decks, just not watching, but you're all over the place.
1: Sure, so, man. Connect
2: with the audience when you do that too. Yeah. Have to, man. It's the their energy feeds back and forth. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, who wants to go up there and see some guy standing, like you said, staring down at his computer. Yeah, doing you know? Jesus poses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> plus it's just the vibe, man. I love the music. Like I love that music. And house music is it's dance music. That's why I call it dance music for a reason, man. Right. He's in
0: a different world. Like it's a it's a whole different thing. So let's go back. Let's go back to uh uh, how it all started, I guess. Wow. You're born and raised here, right?
2: Yeah, pretty much. I was um uh, thirty eight. I've been here thirty two years. So I moved from Ohio originally. My dad sold ads for the Yellow Pages. We traveled and landed down in Austin. Thank God. Didn't move. Stayed here. Mm-hmm. Went to high school here, college here, got in the working world here and got into music. Um well I mean as a band I was in a band in high school. I was a singer. And you were at McNeil, high school. I was. I was at
0: Westwood. Really? Yes. Right on. Red Rock ISD represent. We were. Yeah, I know.
2: We were rivals. And we Mm. were. A lot of my best friends, though, I was a soccer player as well. So a lot of my boys went to Westwood, and I was like the friend that hung out with those guys. Yeah, yeah, Still, to this day, hung out with a bunch of them. Lockery owns a couple bars. You know, Jonathan and the whole family. Mm -hmm. Um, But I got into the music stuff at Concordia, really. I was about 19, 20. And I went to my first dance club and saw a DJ and was like, well, where's this music coming from? What is this? What are these beats? Well, Why are these people having such a great time? Uh And then that was it, man. I was was pretty much into it from that moment on and uh, started promoting my own nights. And then the DJs that I was booking, they weren't really playing the stuff I wanted to hear. So I would go to the gig about an hour early every Wednesday because I did a Wednesday at the Caucus Club, if you remember that. Caucus Club, I don't. No,
1: I don't. Remember Where privilege?
2: was it? Where was it? Now that? it's the Mohawk.
0: Oh wow. Wow. wow! Red River. I don't remember anything but the Mohawk. There so, you yeah. go. Wow.
2: So Two generations before there, uh-huh. uh, and then I started DJing, and it's like fuck it. I'm just gonna play my own night and have a guest play with me, and then it just kind of evolved, you know, from. There. What I made guess.
1: you even decide to start? You, you started booking events and then so you got into the music? I, I like wore kinda...
2: the promoter hat before I wore the DJ hat. Okay. And so I, growing up here, living here, I got started with a buddy of mine, Lance Cashin. Um, shout out to Lance. He got me my wet, wet behind my ears a little <laughs> bit, if you will. And uh, we started doing parties together. I was his street team guy. And then he moved on and grew out of it, and I kind of took that role. And then I was doing local nights as well as bringing in headliner DJs, and just got involved in the scene and within dance music scene, smaller scene. Sure. And mm-hmm. then at the uh, time, at the time, right now it's a whole other level. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, you know that's what really started it all though was being a fan. So I was going to raves back in the late '90s, okay. as a fan and. You know, got out of the rock and roll thing, went to my first nightclub, then I became a fan. And then I was like, okay, how can I be involved here more? And then that's where me and Lance met up, and that was 99.
1: So, in a way, you helped grow the scene here by being absolutely. promoted and getting that I first. Mean, absolutely. W- was, it,
0: was it on the ground at the time? Because I yeah. know Jesse, t- uh, when Jesse came on, so Jesse Breda, by the way, shout out to Jesse. Jesse! Uh, Gravitas. And, yeah, and he said that uh, there was a crackdown, like, in and the only uh, where. There was just, okay, no more raves, none of that stuff. And then it kind of went on the ground at some point. Were you involved in that at all?
2: Absolutely. I was going to the raves at the time. And then the raves, the whole crack house law happened, which was basically if there were drugs found in a party, Mm -hmm. they would arrest the promoter. And they took that to court and Disco Donnie fought it and won. Right. And then so then everybody started doing parties again. Mm -hmm. Kind of on an underground level, though. Right. And they took things to the clubs. Then things started going into the clubs, and then Texture came out, and then, you know, Caucus Club was going off, and then the nightclub, the raves kind of sat low, and then the nightclub thing started taking off again. And then the raves really came back. God, I want to say, like, I don't even know. I can't even think back that far. But the raves came back, Mm -hmm. and then they were doing, like, the EDC Vegas and then that grew into EDC in like five different cities now. And then now the EDM level of music is just on a whole nother level. And there's right. festivals all over the place. Um, Houston, Dallas, did, all over the nation.
0: Did, you, did someone uh, inspire you? Did you see a DJ and you're like, I want to be that guy?
2: Yeah. It Who was, was that? Who it, was that? It was actually, I gotta give credit to about three or four guys. One of them was Lance Cashin, another uh-huh. one was Defuse. He made it on a big level. He ended up going with Perfecto Records, which was Paul Oakenfold's label. Okay. He's kind of a household name. Um mm-hmm. uh, Jamon, who's a local guy. Oh, Jamon, yes. Jamon and I are best friends, man. So he was in he was in hip hop groups playing instruments, and he was also, him and his brother had a hip hop group called Disgruntled Seeds. And he was the DJ. And my buddy Travon took me to see the, uh, Eight Ball. It was an Eight Ball show old hip-hop guy, A-Ball. Remember A-Ball? Like MJG and A-Ball? Yeah. Oh, okay. oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah. A-Ball and So, and Jamon's group was opening for A-Ball, and we met Jamon, and he was like, oh, this is just my thing with my brothers. You want to hear me play house music? Come to this gig. Uh-huh. And so, after that gig, we were best friends. So, Jamon was a really big influence to me. Um, Diffuse, Lance, and then, you know, there's some big guys out there, big names. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'll stick with the local guys, because that's really how I got started on a local level.
0: Were you ever part of a crew
2: at all? Yeah, Slow Motion Music. We were Lance started that. Uh-huh. We were a record label. We were a production company, um, and then that kind of spun into Hypersonic Radio. Lance kind of grew up and had a couple kids, and kind of mm. left me the reins. And then at the same time, um, we had a couple releases out digitally when you know digital releases started back in the day yeah. when everybody switched from vinyl. To digital. Right. So we were a part of that movement. But I never really wanted to take that on. I was focused on DJing at the time. Mm-hmm. And then Hypersonic Radio started, which was about 10 years ago next month. Mm. Wow. No kidding. But did you,
0: um, like, was there, like, a defining moment? Because I remember, I mean, I was one of those, I wasn't into raves and stuff, but I had seen your name everywhere. Like, you got to go, you got to see Toddie B, you guys, to B, local. At, <laughs> at that point, you were almost like a local legend. I want to say almost.
2: I was going to say I'm not yeah. dead yet. No, no, no.
1: <laughs> well, the thing is, people follow Do you have their to deep. be dead to
2: be a legend. No, no, there's a term
1: called living legend. Living legend. Okay, cool. <laughs> no,
2: but, but, but you know,
0: if if you're there's a, the thing about Austin is that if you're into music, there are these names that float around. Sure. If right. you're in a hip hop, you have you hear about know Blake, and g Double and those guys. Nick-nack. You have your local legends. Exactly. Yeah, sure. If you are here a DJ and you hear about Mel and Knick Knack sure. and and you know, and then you came about, and I'm like. Where, where, who's who's that? Sure. And, you know, was there like a moment where like either uh, you open for somebody or you started doing big things that people were like, oh, Toddy B is someone to reckon with if you come to Austin into the, the house music scene?
2: Well, first of all, I appreciate the compliment of Go Le- ahead. I'm, Le- I'm going to keep throwing legend. flowers at you. I appreciate <laughs> it. <I'm just laughs> hitting me you. all over. I appreciate it. He's <laughs> blushing right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> You know, I took a position as a promoter at Sky Lounge, if you remember Sky Lounge.
0: Sky Lounge was on Congress? Uh Uh-huh. Yes.
2: And we we brought in headliners, and I would open for a lot of those names, so a lot of people started to recognize my name, they started seeing me out, I was the promoter. When you're the promoter, everybody wants to be your friend. That's true. And a lot of them are fake, and a lot of them are fake as fuck because they just want a, a gig, they're DJs, so they're stroking your back side and then they turn around and talk shit about you which probably Mm -hmm. happens to me all the time but not i don't even give a care anymore um so i think that's kind of where i got my feet and people took me seriously Mm -hmm. because i started bringing in talent underground talent as we were talking about earlier and our within that scene i was kind of guy the guy that was booking everybody there was no of these disco donny there was no c3 there was no night culture there was none of these big promoters That are here now, it was just us on a local level. Of course, there was other crews doing stuff. But I think, um, you know, that was probably early 2000s, Mm -hmm. 2001-ish to about 7-ish. And I ran the club that whole time. I was the promoter for the club that whole time. So that was, I was working with everybody. I was booking all the locals. I was booking all the big names. Uh, at that time, you know, I had Cascade for 500 bucks and the guy slept on my couch. Now the guy gets like oh, 300K <laughs> a year. I mean, it's ridiculous. <laughs> that was 15 years ago, though. That was a long time ago. So, were you and,
1: promoting and performing at the same time? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah. So I would tough. book the, I would, I was the promoter back. Then a promoter for the club basically booked all the nights. Was responsible for the street team. We didn't have MySpace. We didn't have Facebook mm-hmm. at the time, so it was all printing flyers, flyers, printing posters. Up. Up. Yeah, flyers I mean, on the street. Was,
1: Those was Friendster.
2: Was. <laughs> that was when Friendster started. I remember my friend sent me that. And I was like, "Oh, this will never work." And then, and then, then MySpace came, and yeah. I was like, well, "This is actually kind of cool." Right. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, I was one of the late guys to get on Facebook. But anyway, uh, to answer your question, though, I think that club really put dance music on the map a little bit in Austin mm-hmm. as, at the time, as well as kind of gave me my street cred, if you will. Right. Yeah.
0: Did, um, do you remember your uh, your first gig? I do. Um, oh, I got to hear that one. Yes.
2: Um, well, I brought a pair of underwear to change into because I knew I'd shit my pants, which <laughs> I didn't actually. <laughs> no, Classic. I had I had been practicing it that night I was telling you about for a long time. So I had been, and I would go in there and I would play for an hour before and train wreck and figure out records. And I was buying records, mm-hmm. but I never had like a full unveiling like Toddie B's first gig until 9 um, 11 happened and Lance and I. The next week. I can't remember what day 9-11 was on. Tuesday. 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 So by that next Tuesday, we had booked 30 DJs. And do you remember Element? Element, yeah. yes. the Club. The Fifth, club? Yeah, Fifth Before and... Uh, Republic. Yeah. Yep. Fifth and so uh, it had the upstairs, it had the back room, and it had the main room. Right. Mm-hmm. And we booked like 10 DJs in each room, totaling 30, and we just all rotated, and we threw a party called Dance for Life, and it was basically the first organization to come together musically to come together mm-hmm. and get the red cross involved and raise money for all the 9-11 victims lance's dad met was going to match everything that we made wow yeah so we put the flyer together we booked everything i kind of spearheaded it with lance and then lance was like this is a perfect opportunity for you to have your first gig and i was like oh
0: great no pressure well, <laughs> no
2: pressure not even to get worse but he put me on the main room at midnight and so Whoa! It was huge for me. And I had played little stuff at the night before, but nothing like this. It was full on, you know, pushing myself out there. I was ready for it, but I didn't know what was going to come of it. I didn't know where I didn't, you know, obviously wouldn't think I'd be here now today where I've been through. Um, But... I just remember I played an hour set and I made it through the set. I had a great time and I was nervous as shit. And I still, you know, get butterflies for certain gigs. But that one, man, I remember very vividly. I was a mess. I was a mess. Were
0: you? Were you? Were, um, did you prepare a whole set and you just went you up? You know, and back said,
2: then we just bought records and pulled just, out the next mm. record. Play. Oh, I love this one. Put it on. Boom. It wasn't like today where I'm like literally programming a set from ten o'clock. To two o'clock or however long we're playing. Back then, it was just like pulling records. Oh, this is a new one. I'll play this one. You know, and it was uh, very much less formal, if you will, and the crowd loved it. It was good, man. I don't remember it sucking, so that's good. <laughs> <laughs> no that
1: tomatoes was- were thrown at me. Yeah, you know, I didn't get booed off. <laughs> I didn't really.
2: I mean, I might have train wrecked. My mixes probably weren't clean back then. Uh, we didn't have the technology to record like we do now. Right. Um, I'm kind of glad I didn't record that, actually. <laughs> Some- something I probably wouldn't want to hear again today. Uh-huh. Uh, but that was definitely my first gig. Uh, I get asked about that. I have before. And it was um, it was definitely fun, but at the same time, it was nerve wracking, man. And it was a lot of people there. 12 elements. And I was the last one out of my crew, Uh like Lance and Jamon and all these other friends that I had. I was the last one to start DJing because I was the promoter kid, I was the flyer guy. And then, so I really had a lot to prove and I had a lot to live up to with all these guys I'm hanging with. I had to get on there and I had to fucking deliver. Right. And so, a lot of pressure there. Uh, Made it through and, uh, you know, it was a great night. And we raised, I think we raised $10,000 and Lance matched us. And uh, so we raised, like, $20,000. We gave it to the Red Cross. I think people were, like, handing us money at that time because that was before, you know, the economy and all that. People were just, like, I think we were doing $20 donations, but people were just giving us hundreds, man, and just throwing money because that was fresh. Yeah. We hadn't been through anything like that in yeah, our a lifetime. a week
0: later, on a Tuesday?
2: A week later, we did that, and we threw it together in a week. On a Tuesday. And uh, on a Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it was called Dance for Life, though. So quick question for you to Absolutely. follow up on that. Um, Absolutely.
1: Hear the feedback. We love to our listeners. Love to learn from the people that we have on there. So, from your first gig, is there anything that you would take away that you would pass on to other people that are up and coming um, for their first gig that you learned that stays with you to this day that you know you think they might find a value?
2: Stay humble. There is always somebody better than you. Hmm. Um, you know, practice makes perfect. Um, <laughs> being a promoter as well as being a DJ, I wore both both hats, mm-hmm. so I knew how to balance both hats and i always hated to see these djs that were great but just thought they were hot shit and thought they were better than everybody else so i just think it, first things first is have good music play good music don't play bad music but i mean to good music is it's an opinion right right so to somebody else it might be different so i just think being if you're within the house music community it's so fickle and people are so snobby with the music so mm-hmm. you got to really deliver and bring your a game you know but um you know i think The big thing is staying humble. Nobody wants to book the asshole. Nobody wants to book the guy that's a dick to everybody. Mm -hmm. Or he's bragging all the time. Or think he's owed a gig. A lot of these guys think they're entitled gigs because maybe they've lived here a long time. Maybe they feel like, well, I've been here supporting every Saturday for two months. Why haven't I gotten a gig? That Mm. doesn't get you gigs. It helps. (laughs) (laughs) Supporting your scene helps. It's definitely something on the checkbox, but... uh, you know, you got to be humble. You got to be cool. You got to be easy to work with. It can't be about money. You might even have to like not take money uh, at right. times. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, now it's, it's just a different game than when I started. But I mean, to answer your question, I think um, I think, um, you know, staying humble, staying grounded. Um, now it's about making beats. Back in my day, it wasn't really about the production side. Anybody could DJ. Right, right, right. You know, Now it's about making music. And anybody with an iPad can make music for production. And that's how you get big these days. Um, Again, staying humble, staying true to the music, use your networking skills. (laughs) 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 Show your face to those people. You
0: know, for for, any kind of advice, it's always, uh, you know, just don't be a dickhead. Yeah. It's it's that simple.
2: It's amazing to me when people are douches or dickheads, man. It drew, it, I'm just like, why would you even... You're wasting all your time with everything you're doing because you're a dick. Yeah. And you're losing all that. And all the time and effort you're putting into making that track just went to shit because you're an asshole. And nobody wants to book you. <laughs>
0: um, <laughs> you know, is there... One, one thing I was, I was uh, wondering about was, is there like a Toddy B method? Like a Toddy B format? Because after seeing you on Saturday, the whole time I'm listening, okay... It, The high energy, check. I mean, check, 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 check. (laughs) For the high energy, interaction with the crowd. You know, is there like a, uh, a selection process? Or is there like, what's the method to the madness, I guess is my question.
2: Well, as far as the music goes, I like to play big room bombs that people just like, hell yeah, what is that? Just dirty banging bass lines. Not just these little house tunes that are like, oh, these are great. This is fun. This is great music. Uh But, I mean, when you're playing from 12 o'clock to 2 o'clock and people are there to dance, you got to bring the heat. Mm -hmm. And so I think, you know, between bringing the bomb tracks... And being interactive with the crowd, and I'm just—I like to have a good time, as you know, uh, so, as everybody <laughs> knows in Austin. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a fucking party, man. Yeah. And so when if when it's when it's going on, and everybody's feeling that, and the bottles are going, and shots are having, and the bar's making money, and the staff's making money, and I'm having a good—you're the conductor. Yeah. So I mean, it's a it's a DJ's role to make that happen, man. And I think you know the music and just. Having a good time is contagious, man. Mm-hmm. And it's infectious, I guess, is a good word. Well, contagious would be a good word, too. Yeah. yeah because yeah. if somebody's having a, not having a good time, if I get up there, I'm going to make sure they have a good time. You know, I, I used to do the shout outs on the mic things. That kind of, I played that down a little bit because people just don't want to hear me yelling on the mic the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um, I let the music speak for itself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just get drunk and would blah! <laughs> my name is Todd B. Yeah, thanks for coming out Tip your bartenders A hundred times it gets old Like, right. we get it, dude <laughs> And well, I, I would listen to my recordings And it would be a great mix And then I'd hear me on the mic I'm like, okay, that's done
1: Well, how do you connect with the audience now? If you're not, if you're not talking to them to the mic What are you doing? The
2: music, man Dance music is like House music People just, they get it And if you see the, If the club's packed You're doing good Right if People aren't dancing You're doing something wrong
1: does you dancing? I mean, we mentioned it earlier, pre-show, like you might even be out there dancing as yeah, well at times.
2: Toddy B does this thing where he'll <laughs> he'll play
0: a mix and he feels it so much that he's compelled to go into the crowd and dance with us common folks. <laughs> I am a common folks. I'm too. kidding, I'm kidding, know, I'm kidding. I but I got you. It, it's just great because he's in there just Dancing with them and high-fiving and everything. Like, oh, I got to go back and mix. Hold on. I'll be right back.
1: Oh, But yeah. you consider like a signature move, like part of your branding? Like, hey, you know Todd's going to be out there having a good time with you.
2: Yeah. So, I mean, a signature move. I do have a mean backspin. But there's never <laughs> – that's <there's never, most laughs> usually when the barks close. I that out. Uh, no – Maybe if it's, it's DJing. I mean,
1: whatever yeah. it is. Do you have a, like a signature brand movie? You know, a, I
2: mean, I'm just just high energy. High energy. It's, you know, yeah, and that's my fair. thing, man. And I'm back there having a great time, and I do not hold back. Awesome. You know? And it's fun, and I enjoy it, and people are still supporting it. The clubs are still booking me. Yep. As long as people are still coming, I'm going to still do it. I'll be the first one to jump off the train as soon as the train stops. <laughs> you know what I mean, I'm 38 now, and I've got a wife and a child, so... You know, I'm not out every weekend, so when I go out, I go out to have a good time. Make I make it count. I make it count. Make I, it I prepare count. my sets very strategically now so that they, you know, just rock. And I'm all new music, focused new on, on new music, new artists, and all kinds of stuff, man. But I love going into the crowd and dancing, man. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just fun. And you're on everybody else's level, too. So
0: um, About the, uh, the Austin scene, real quick... Um, I feel like if it weren't for clubs like you know, Plush and uh, Barcelona, Lanai, Kingdom, and now Ethics, you know, we pretty much don't really have a house music scene or EDM scene at all.
2: I agree 100%. Has is
0: is, is Austin always been the slate?
2: Yeah, we were just a smaller market. Uh-huh. So the pool of people that support our music is smaller. We're not Houston. We're not Dallas. Those are huge cities, and they have multiple nights going on, seven nights a week. Right. You know we have plush holds thirty people. <laughs> yeah, that, <that's, laughs> not literally, that's, but you know that's, what I yeah, mean. Yeah, you can say that. Ish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, so having those clubs is we need it. We need more, but at the same time, you know, it's a it's a small niche. It's a small. It's a small pool of people that we're pulling into that music. So, you know, Ethics, I think, is a perfect size rooftop. It's, it's, it holds about 200 people. And on a Saturday night, mm-hmm. you should be able to pack a club with 200 people of house heads.
0: I mean, I, uh, when Jesse came on, I had to give a shout out to uh, Garrett uh, oh, for, for doing what he did at Barcelona. Uh-huh. When he uh, he took the place and he flipped it and he said, I am going to invest in town, get some big uh, Subwoofers and speakers Absolutely. by the DJ
2: booth, the bass cave. Yeah, now. pretty Coins. much. Yeah, uh,
0: you know, uh, bringing some dubstep on Sundays, yep. and then you know, Lanai, and then mm-hmm. Kingdom, mm-hmm. Uh, and then Ryan, who used to be our Barcelona, now sure. runs Ethics. Yep. So it's just, I like you know this this family of folks who just you know still in it, doing great things, trying to get you know keep the scene exist. Sure, you know, in Austin, I think they're doing a great job.
2: I'll uh, piggyback on that as well. Shout out to Garrett, man. Yeah, and Kingdom is on fire now. So,
1: I mean, Austin knows what he's
2: doing. Yeah, you, you mentioned
1: before Houston, Houston, Dallas, bigger markets, but Austin does have a big market. I mean, we are thirteenth, thirteenth biggest city. Um, eleventh, eleventh. Oh, it's eleventh now. We're past so two million. Yeah, we're trying to push that. We're trying to push that top ten. <laughs> um, do you think? And I, I'm just spitballing here. Do you think it's the competitiveness? I mean, and the, of the genre, there was such a big live music scene. Is that part of what's taking it away, or is it the type of culture? Like, what do you think is factoring into all that?
2: No, I think, I think it's there's. I mean, because we're coined the live music capital of the world. What does that? I mean, we know what it means, but who's who's counting? Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) says who? Um, Yeah, but we're gonna give you a ticket for a sound ordinance. Bullshit. (laughs) You know what I mean? So, um, I guess to answer the question, you know, there's uh, there's just there's just less people to support that. You know, um, we are a big city. We are huge. We have 60,000 students at UT. Right. you think that a small percentage would fill one club for house music. No, it doesn't happen. The kids aren't into that. They're into EDM. They're into dubstep. They're into different stuff now. Yeah. I think Uh house music is a little bit of an older, educated crowd. And a lot of those kids... I shouldn't say kids. A lot of those people are at home with their kids now. Right. They're not going out to clubs every night. They go out for a special occasion. They definitely don't go out on a Thursday because they have to work on Friday. Right. So that limits your nights to weekends. That's why I do Saturdays because I know my friends will go. Um, I think it's just a smaller scene, man. I, I, okay. I, I, you know, I think that really is it. It's just not quite to Dallas or Houston yet. And I've been to Dallas and Houston and some of their nights, and I've played there. And some of them have been shitty nights. Right. So I think it's just about the people. I think it's about the promoter. I don't think it's about the competition. Okay. Um, you know, I know there's a lot of other promoters in town. There's big ones. There's small ones. There's this, I keep talking C3 and Disco Donnie and sure. Night Culture. And they do the big EDM shows. But a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people don't want to go to that. So they're going to go to Ethics instead. I did Ethics the last month, and it was direct competition to something that was going on. A 3 had a show or something, and we crushed it. It was amazing. We had record numbers at the bar. It was just a regular Saturday night. Um, (laughs) Uh But it shows that there's people that just don't go to that style of music or those parties, events. Um,
0: Do you you see a a new generation of DJs who are getting into what what you do, what Jamon brought, what
2: Jesse Breda does? I do, 100%. I'm seeing new local guys. That are now making it as producers, like I was talking about. Oh, they're doing the producer, to make that
0: producer jump. Uh. Well, they're
2: starting that way. Oh, okay. Now getting their tracks out on Beatport, all these big different digital labels. Yeah. And then they're becoming bigger, and they're actually, some of them are getting gigs outside of Austin before they even play in Austin. Because the people that dig for this music mm-hmm. will find them, and then they'll start to see these guys and these tracks that are coming up on top 100, you know, and then Austin will, you know, oh, okay, well, we'll just put this guy in every now and then. You know, there's so many bedroom producers mm-hmm. that are bigger outside of Austin than they are even in Austin. But I'm keen to who those guys are, and they're starting to play out more. They yeah. do some stuff at Plush. They do some opening sets at Ethics or at Kingdom. So mm-hmm. I know who those guys are, and they're all younger. They're our young 20s. Which nice. is, you know, I'm 38, so these guys are kids, man. You don't have to keep repeating your age, I'm man. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's just for you.
2: I guess I'm proud that I'm 38 and yeah. I'm still holding out. Yeah. You know, I'm you still, still got going it. strong. You still <laughs> got it, man. Thank you.
0: Now, question for you, you know, uh, for someone who's not into the dance music scene, uh, coming from hip-hop or rock or whatever, I've always found it confusing because there's all these different denominations, right? Sure. From dubstep to... House, and it's Progressive House, and Chicago House, and Deep House, and whatever house. Who, who's ever house? I don't know whose house it is, <laughs> but it is called house music for a reason. So, um, like, how do you navigate all of that? And how did you find that house was your thing out of all of the, the other ones? Sure.
2: So, when I got started with all those guys I talked about earlier, mm-hmm. they were all into house music. So, it was already House. House. No, I mean, there was one house. What were well, five houses? A general- <laughs> <laughs> it was a neighborhood. It was uh, a neighborhood or, in, or was it a house? There, there was it- a neighborhood. Okay. And within the neighborhood, I had different houses. Okay. Jamon, a little bit more funky Jack in Chicago house. Uh-huh. Lance, a little bit more progressive house, darker. diffused, more trance. Um, Shane Howard and Lance did a production duo. They were a little bit different, too. So within all the genres of house... Or even techno. People that don't know house music, they can call it techno. Yeah. But techno is a genre of dance music. Okay. Got it?
0: Following? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm keeping track. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) But,
2: you know, to uneducated... Not uneducated. To people that don't know house music, they call techno a general statement of dance music. It's not... It's not house music. It's techno to them. Right. Which, you know, my mom calls it, oh, it's all techno music. You know, she's clueless, though. Well, um, e-
0: EDM falls into... EDM
2: falls into a new genre that we oh, have here now. We go. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Is I it ju- Jesus ju- Post people with it the is. knobs? It is. And, and now, to get even deeper, Jesus, now Progressive House is EDM, basically. Interesting. Back in my day, Progressive House was the darker, chill, housey stuff. Uh-huh. Now... EDM is progressive house. Like draw some names like some- Tiesto, Rehab, Guetta, um, Cascade. Now is pro- progressive. Back in the day, he was deep house. Mm-hmm. He kind of mm. he did a good thing though and followed the trends mm-hmm. and followed what the kids wanted, but always kept his roots. But at the same time, he's on the big circuit now, so he's got to play the big room stuff, right. the progressive stuff. Right. Um, but you know. There's like you said, man. There's 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 all kinds of forms of house music, but now there's dubstep came along. I think it's gone now. It, it, it came and went. It did. Because now stuff. our ears will stop bleeding. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like I remember when I first heard it, I was like, "That's interesting." I'm trying to catch the beat, but I can't.
2: Yeah, it was it's kind of slunky. it was it's it's not I can't go five, six, seven, okay. 8 on that. It's not vibey, and you no. think at the pool, let's go listen to some house music. It's not like that at all. It's right. Like, well, I like you, Skill
1: Rex. Like, I was considering some of his songs no, Skrillex. 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 Right. Skrillex. What did you say? I think I said Skill Rex. <laughs> Skill Rex? Oh, no. Skill Rex. No, no, no. <laughs> you haven't heard him? That's a new progressive dubstep. <laughs> oh, oh, I job. love That's that right. guy.
2: He's making great music. <laughs> oh, right yeah. Now. Straight out of New York, man. This <laughs> man's <laughs> <It's> killing it. <laughs> got love Skill Rex.
0: He's a
1: Tynosaurus Rex. Skill Rex. Skill
0: Rex. Yeah, yeah short <laughs> arms. Yeah. He can't mix right, but
2: he's doing some dope beats. Hey, man, that guy is a perfect example of how you can make it like off an ipad you know he yeah. he started making beats and i think Dead Mouse saw him and saw some of his music and said hey come open for me and then mm-hmm. people were like well this guy's got to be somebody if he's opening for Dead Mouse, right and then he just overnight blew put up put up a free album out and uh everyone loved it and then he's bigger than Dead Mouse, i'd say now yeah it's really not skill
0: rex skill rex yeah. is still trying to, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get up still there. trying, to, yeah. come up. Yeah, trying yeah. to come up yeah he's just trying to come up But, uh, you know, for those who don't know, what would be like a good way, good introduction to uh, house music? Is it like a channel, record label, maybe, you know, your hypersonic thing?
2: Hypersonic is a great way, actually. Uh, We play all house music. And so, all,
0: all the houses.
2: All the, the houses neighborhood. in the neighborhood. The whole neighborhood. It's, it's, it everyone all is neighborhood. congregating. It is the hood at it, the it Hypersonic <laughs> It is the Hypersonic Hood. <laughs> no, hypersonicradio.com is um, uh, an online. Well, we started out on 101X every Saturday for the first seven years. Mm-hmm. And we're having our 10 year anniversary party next month at Ethics on a Sunday, uh, July 12th. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. uh, so you can go there, find all the neighborhood houses of house. <laughs> that's a great, That's actually Dude, a great way to introduce people. Yeah, I should it. trademark Boom. that. You should. <laughs> the neighborhoods of house. The neighborhoods of house. But they, we play everything on the show. We have we just like you. We have all different kinds of house DJs that have been guests over those ten years. I think we've had over five hundred guests. Wow. Oh wow. And, yeah. And we do you know an interview and then a guest mix. A guest mix. Mm-hmm. And uh, now we are on every Friday live on the internet, HypersonicRadio.com, from eight o'clock to ten o'clock.
0: And is it like a collective? Like once the DJs are part of it, like they get to, I guess, promote their stuff. They get to put their mixes up. Absolutely. On... Oh, so, nice. Yep. Nice so platform. We
2: we have um, archived every every mix ever done on the show. Um, you know, we call it a hypersonic family, and we've had a lot of the guys come back for repeats. Obviously, mm-hmm. um, a lot of the guys were bedroom DJs. A lot of them are guys that play every weekend. Mm-hmm. All, all genres of house music. We don't discriminate. Um, We just want it to be good music and somebody that's actually doing something, contributing to the scene. Uh Like I said, if it's a bedroom DJ, at least be out. You know, we don't want these guys that are negativity or doing anything shitty. Sure. Right. Um, So it's been a it's been an amazing journey. Jason Jenkins is a pioneer. He started the clubs back in the 90s and he's still going strong. And every week, as you know, he puts his time and effort and sweat, blood and tears into the show, just like you do with yours and uh it's its takes a lot of time, and you know people don't always give them all the best of credit like what's
0: what, what what is your favorite house to play in
2: um, so I started out with Deep House when I first started uh-huh. and then that was when I started playing at Firehouse. Remember that on yes. Tuesdays? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And so that was the Deep House stuff. And then about 2000. 2000-
0: so deep House is what? Heavy bass? No, so what it's is just it?
2: more loungy, poolside, slowed down. Okay. 23 BPMs. Okay. A little bit of vocals. Um, not aggressive, not in your face, not mm-hmm. like I'll mm-hmm. go up and drop. No drops, no <laughs> every drops. Every two minutes, no drops. You know, naked music. Miguel Miggs, Mark Farina. Those are some names that I was playing. Is and Diz. I could go on forever, but electro chill, electro chill. Like um, <laughs> oh, there's so many different house compilations that I could name out there. Of course, I can't think of any right now. <laughs> but th- but then you know, then electro came, mm-hmm. and that was about 2006 eight ish. And so I kind of jumped on that train because that was higher energy. That was, um, you know, that was what was in. That was what a lot of the music was changing to. And then I rode that electro train for probably about five years and then up until a couple years ago. And that's when I kind of jumped off the train. I was playing at Summit and that's what Summit was. It was EDM, and it just it was hurting my soul to play that music because <laughs> every time much? I would go play there, I would go home and be like, "Oh, Kim, I hate this music." And the night it was good, and it was well, what my, happened. It was just I was a househead, man. I I love house music, and that EDM music was not what I was not what I liked. Th- that's the thing with the drop,
0: right? Yeah, the Jesus Pose and the knobs. Yep. Oh,
2: okay. And uh, I transitioned out of the electro stuff, and I was like, you know what? I'm where I'm at in the scene here. I don't have to ask for gigs. I I mean, I don't have to play these gigs that I don't want to play. Mm -hmm. And so I'm going to stick to my house roots. And I'm going to play the music that I want to play. And if people want to come support it, they will. And you know what? Time. I mean, house music is timeless. Mm -hmm. So 20 years ago, they were listening to house music. 20 years from now, they're going to be listening to house music. It's timeless. They're going to be hanging in that hood, man. I might still be (laughs) teaching. You might. You know what I mean? And so there's always going to be a place for it. EDM might be gone tomorrow, like dubstep was. Right. Who right. knows what's going to happen. Right. Yeah. Uh, it's more about partying, Vegas, popping bottles. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, 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 you know, I always, not always, my thing.
0: I always wondered how long can you bump your fist in the air and jump up and down, <sighs> like when you hear EDM. When you see the, those festivals. Depends on how many
1: drugs you're doing.
0: Well, <laughs> I think that's take away, <laughs> take that away, which is hard to take away. But I mean, even so, like I timed one pr- a, a dude one time. I said just hold your hand up, bump your fist, I'll time how long you can do it with one arm without putting it down. That's an interesting He, last, he lasted 40 seconds. Wow. And I said, I have to switch. I'm like, no, you can't switch. No it's, it's EDM. That's, 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 that's <laughs> how you
1: do it. Yep. You
0: jump up and down, and you bump your fist. I don't mean the, the generalize, but, you know, it is true that after a while you're like, all right, what else? But at least with house. And I I like house. And I think I heard Jamal a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, shout out to Kadabra, by the way. What jacks. up, Kadabra?
1: Um, yeah, he's talking shit on the Yeah, he's the talking sack. shit. So he has a wrinkled
2: nutsack, but uh-uh. <laughs> <shit> out, <laughs> That's a good thing I can't see these. <laughs> <laughs> Dustin <laughs> Kinney, I'm coming for you, buddy.
0: Yeah. Uh but the thing I love I like about house is that one, it's uh continuous, you can dance to it and not just hop up and sure. down. Yeah. And also the I like the types with the vocals and it's a little on the funky side, I guess. Sure, sure. And the fact that you can go in and out, uh maybe Throw uh, a little bit of soul in it. Sure. Soul music in it, a little bit of reggae in it. I heard Jesse brother do some stuff with reggae. I'm like, oh, how yeah. the hell yeah. does that happen? But, you know, I love that kind of stuff. So, uh, shout out, man. This, yeah. is, this is dope. This is dope. Yeah. Now, let's fast forward okay. to uh, your new life
2: <laughs> <laughs> career.
0: As a, as a grown ass man, a realtor, and a family man, and yeah. a father, and everything. Yeah. And I uh, call it my highlight. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, Vinical. like you said, you know, yeah, you, yeah. you don't, you know, you have you made you've made an name for yourself here in Austin, and you don't have to go out every weekend. Well, sure. you can't anymore anyway sure. because the exactly. responsibilities Absolutely. and Gibson, you're thirty mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. ish, <laughs> and so to you, like, what's it like to you know to go from you know being like you said the promoter slash DJ and being all over, and now you're family man. Does the thing about Austin that you know, you always want to you know keep your feet wet, keep your sure. you, your hand on the pulse of Austin, especially sure. if you've been there for so long. Sure. So, what was that transition like for you?
2: Well, first of all, I'll say that I I do miss it a lot, but then I, I saw on Saturday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then I think about my wife and my seven month old child now, and that just is ten thousand mil thousand times better than going out. Four Mm -hmm. nights a week to promote Austin. So I'm doing exactly what you just said. I am full-time real estate, but I'm keeping my feet wet in the music scene. Mm -hmm. I'm playing just enough to stay involved, just enough to go out to have a night out, just enough to have my friends still come out, just enough to stay up with the music Mm -hmm. uh, for me personally. And it's still fun for me, but at the same time, I know I have to go and take care of business. And it all comes down to just growing up, man. I mean, again, I'm 38 now. I'm not I didn't want to say it, I'm but... Not 20, <laughs> I'm not 22. You know, my, my 20s, I basically went out seven nights a week because I was promoting nightclubs. The night that I was working was Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. My nights off were Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So that's what my weekend was. Right. Um, and so, you know, it's been it's been amazing. It's been a growing up process. It's I don't regret anything I've ever done. i have having so much fun doing both now, um, you know, and, you know, the checks are a little bit bigger selling houses than they are DJ gigs. True. So that's nice too. Um, you know, it's been, uh, it's just been fun. It's been a great. And I, I, I think I found my calling later than a lot of people do in life. And, you know, that was for me, it was 32 years old. I've been doing it about five or six years now. Um, and so some people know after they get out of college what they want to do and they do that. I didn't know that. I just worked odds and ends, jobs Monday through Friday, eight to five. And then I'd play gigs on the weekend. Um, and then I, I think I hit 30 and I was dating Kim. And I was like, whoa, what the fuck am I going to do? I'm 30. I felt like, oh, my God, that's so old. Now, looking back, that's nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I started doing some soul searching and just decided um, I'm going to take this real estate thing seriously. I got into the foreclosure business and then to the sales side. And now it's just, you know, I run my own business. It's uh, my own personal real estate business. I do work for a company, Mm AustinRealEstate.com. But, you know. I kill what I eat. I eat what I kill. So I don't get a paycheck every Friday. It's hundred percent commission. That's a game changer, you know. Um, I, I work my ass off doing real estate stuff and then I try to save time for music stuff. Um, usually when the lights go out in my house is where the grind starts for me. You know, when the kids in bed, when the wife's in bed, I'll go into the studio and that's where I find all the music. That's where I spend all my time doing music stuff. And then I wake up at, you know, start my day, be a dad in the morning and then off the, you know, put on my Put on my duds and do the real estate thing, and on the weekends that I play, uh, you know, it's it's like I'm 16 again. I'm like, ah, here we go, yes, a night out because it is a night out. It's a night out. It's a night out to play. It's a night out to you know see the friends, to pop in and bar, hop a little bit, I try to go out a little bit before the gig so I can go see some people because I'm out. Right, right, right. Um, Make has the best has of
1: that it. has that has that life changed? Has that had an influence on your music? So has getting a family has your real estate. Is there any influence that's that's going back and forth between the two?
2: I'd say my, yes. I think I'm I'm more educated with the intelligent music. And I I say house music is intelligent because intelligent people listen to it. That sounds (laughs) so (laughs) funny. That sounds so funny. Oh, that's a quarterboard right there. Make a shirt. I think it's intelligent because intelligent people listen to it. No, it just, it goes back to the other genres. Okay. And I'm not hating on anybody's favorite genres but i just feel those other genres are a little bit less intelligent i think that the house music scene is more educated i think that the people that listen to the music get the music they're very very loyal to the music they're also very snobby so if you play bad music they're not going to stick around for your set um to answer your question though you know i think um i think it's 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 helped me find find the music that keeps everybody happy and keeps everybody dancing okay yep
1: you were out on saturday right huh yeah and so you have a family home as well. Yeah, so, yeah. what's the what do you what do you do for those times you have to get out and, and do a gig or go out with friends? Is there anything that you do different? Anything that you've learned that other people can can learn from
2: you? Balancing that that balance that life. Man, that my life is balanced. It's always been balanced, mm-hmm. and the gigs are planned, so I have a lot of notice for the wife. Right. Right. Is uh, that a month out? Pretty yeah, ish. A month okay. out. Yeah. yeah, I try not to. S- Surpriser with stuff on the calendar. Hey, and, I'm playing tonight. Yeah, <laughs> well, see, that wouldn't happen. I wouldn't, even, I wouldn't even ask. But things happen. And, you know, I guess since we've had Christian, my son, you know, we've been trying to stick to a schedule, really good schedule. Any new parent knows this. It's really about timing and patterns and schedules and mm-hmm. him based around him. Right. um So, you know, putting things on the calendar. Knowing that, you know, she wouldn't let me do this if I didn't take care of business at home. Right. So all I can say is, boys, take care of business at home. If you so- take care of business at home, happy wife, happy life. As long <laughs> as long It's true. As long as you're being, you know, a good dad, you're providing, you're there when you need to be. You should be allowed a hall pass every now and then. Yeah, and you're that's building kind up of, that capital. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, that's, that's how Kim yeah, and I yeah, work. Yeah, I have those
0: bonus points before yeah. you can uh, spend anything. Yeah, I'm like, babe, I
2: haven't been out in three weeks.
0: Can I please go out? <laughs> I took you to dinner. I bought yeah. you flowers. Oh, yeah. I was great last night. Yep.
2: All What's these <laughs> Well, now, now I'm starting to buy her massages so she can take a day for herself. Right. And it's actually now we're getting the new schedule seven months into it. Like, he's he's now just last week has started to sleep more, and it's not up every two hours, so (laughs) that's good. But, you know, now my wife is scheduling days for her, which I think is huge. The moms, you know, give it up for all the moms out there because uh, it's just it's tough. So it's uh, getting time for her. It's not all about me. It's all about her, and it's all about her getting the time that she needs and to spend a day running errands, shopping, massaging, whatever it is, you know, we trade, and so that's what works for us, right? And uh, you know, we're happily married for a couple of years, and uh, I think I'm gonna be with her. I'm oh, sorry, I know I'm gonna be with her <laughs> for the rest of my Good life. Catch, so you think in yeah, now, you know, I she's know. listening. Um, I right? hope so. So,
1: <laughs> so we mentioned a lot about family life and 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 how you're doing the kind of the uh, alternation, right? So, mm-hmm. she has her time, you have your time, and that allows you to to kind of both decompress. Do you see, I mean, I'm sure now since you've had your son Christian you have you haven't had a chance to incorporate him in our on our main topic, which is you know music. But sure. while you are married, you might have. Is there any way that you've um, any tips you can give our listeners on how you incorporate your your significant other into your nightlife if you're part of that? And if you've even thought about incorporating your son in the future? I know you're not there yet. You but got maybe headphones you about already that. and everything.
2: No, yeah, it's so it's too soon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> too soon. But I
2: mean, you know, we we've got his first uh, music set. I bought him his first keyboard 2 weeks ago. Boom. So I yeah. mean he is going to be surrounded by music. I'm already looking at piano lessons for him and uh you know musical classes which you'd be surprised how early they can start these with these kids. It blew me yeah. away. Um, how early? How what's now really? months into 7 it, 8 months. Yeah, huh? yeah wow, Under wow. a year. I mean even if they're just Rather banging on, on a shaker, yeah, banging mm-hmm. on a tambourine, something.
1: I banged on pots and pans when I was a toddler. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> I, mean, I got pictures of me sitting in my mom's lap, banging on keys, I mean, that that early. Um, yeah. You know, you know, Kim has been supportive 100% of my music, and she would come to the gigs, every gig, for the first five, till she got pregnant, Right, basically. that's awesome. And she loved Shout it. Shout out. And she was standing on a speaker, raging just as hard as <laughs> I was, and, uh, you know, having a kid stopped sure understandable obviously right, right, so yeah. um you know again balance if you have a significant other that you want to bring along i say do it because they see what you're doing and they see you know what it's all about and they just you support your spouse right um you know i do miss that about her not being there but i know that you know by the time i know she's at home taking care of christian i know she's at home taking care of business i'm not missing she's not missing out on anything she's been there done that yeah but as, as he gets older and we, you know, if we find babysitters, she's going to get back in the mix. I know it. If you can hear me, Kimmy, you're coming back. Those her.
1: that play together, stay together. I think that's right. right. right.
2: That's a good one. I'm stealing that, actually. A
0: yeah. um, co- couple of tips that I, I want to I bring up, and feel free to chime in. Sure. You know, as you grow older, of course, you can't keep up like you used to. There's a lot going on in Austin. And there's a few things you need to consider now when you go out. Like bar hopping, you probably don't do that anymore it's too much time time consuming like you said you you want to whenever you do choose to go out because you planned it a month in advance with your spouse you got a babysitter and everything you want to make sure that that night counts sure right so you cut down on the bar hopping probably maybe cut down on, on the drinking mm-hmm. maybe cut down on the drinks mm-hmm. and you know maybe to go on weekdays versus weekends i think there's a lot of great stuff going on in austin on the sure. during the week uh but also you don't want to go out with twenty people and roll twenty deep oh, like you used God, to. No. Too much logistics. Solo. No solo Solo's or the way just to go. you and your you and your partner. Mm-hmm. Just have a great have time. Have a wingman. But I, I think that there's another thing also that 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 really helps the scene is if you still want to be involved, there are ways you can do it without even being out there. So things like, hey, you, you know a friend who's playing somewhere, you know, share the event on Facebook with sure. your friends and say, hey, Social media. this is this is going to be dope. I know you're going to like it. Go check out, you know, go see at Ethics or, you know, go to Kingdom. There's this show going on. And I think that a lot of people get so caught up in, you know, their um, grown up life, I would say. And then they say, oh, I don't go out anymore because it's the same stuff. And, mm-hmm. you know, I don't I don't want to be there. I don't, I'm not trying to be there every weekend. I mean, nobody asking you to be there every weekend. Right. But when you do, make it count. Yep. And when you're not, tell friends. Yep. You know, share share the knowledge. So yeah, I think it's... it's uh, one
2: click of the mouse. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So easy.
0: And then you want to also discover new places that you, you know, if you're you used to hang on Wessex in your... In your Mid twenties. Now you're hanging on Rainy or East Side sure, or sure. whatever. There's always something going on in Austin. That's why we love it, and I think that uh, we need to keep supporting it and become scene evangelists. I call it. That's a great term. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, what do you what do you got going on coming up?
2: Uh... Um, I've got as I mentioned the Hypersonic Radio tenure. Uh huh. That is June 12th at Ethics on a Sunday. So June or July? June. Or June I think okay. I said July earlier. Yeah, I said yeah. July. Yeah. Okay, so it's June. Okay. Um. And that'll be our 10-year party. We're kicking off at eight o'clock. I think I'm actually starting the night, so we'll go from eight till two, and we have a bunch of local guys, mm-hmm. um, mainly the guys that do the show with us all together. Uh, and then I am actually taking a break from ethics for the month of June, and I'll be back in July on July 16th. Mm-hmm. So that'll be my next monthly I'm going to try and do every other month now, after I did May and June or no, April and May. I was like, "That's too much, too quick." And yeah, it was right. like four weeks between gigs, and I just was too busy, and I had to cram, and I don't want to cram. So taking two months, it'll be easier on me at home. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> and it'll be it'll be balance. Yep, balance. exactly. And it'll be a little bit more fun because I'll have more time to dig through more new music, and it'll just be newer, it'll be fresher, it'll be not as often, which makes it a little bit more nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a gig that I can't announce yet. Um, in June, but just stay pay pay attention to my Facebook page, um, which is Toddy B. Uh, let's see. Facebook is Facebook.com slash Toddy B1. And then Twitter. I'm sorry. Instagram is Toddy B Swanger. No, wait. Swanger? I, I changed them all. <laughs> Shit. Um, I have all
0: the links up, so yeah, no, yeah, we yeah, don't have to remember right yeah, now. There
2: you go. But, you know, first and foremost, just go to Toddy B.com. Okay todyb. dot com. You can hit all my social media there. You can find all my music there. That's kind of like the one stop shop for everything, Toddy. Um, I've created some real estate pages from Facebook now, <laughs> as well as the artist page through Facebook. So, are you bringing back the Toddcast? I never let the Toddcast go. I just, having the kids slowed it down. Yeah. So, I usually do about three or four a year. Okay. Um, And, uh, you know, I just did one in December. Yeah, that's the I Yeah, so now I'm well overdue. So what I've been doing, actually, is I've been recording my sets at Ethics. Oh, cool. And I'm going to do a live one at Ethics. But the last two that I did, there was technical difficulties, and something happened, and I got home, and I tried to play the mix, and I'm like, it's not there. So in um, July, when I'm back, I'm going to fix those issues, and I'm going to have a new live from Ethics mix. Awesome, awesome. I'm really excited about that. Hey. Picks of the week, Miko.
1: Um, let's see. What do we have coming up here? This is uh first weekend of June. Uh so big thing to know, starting tomorrow, and I think it's the last year it'll be here. X Games. Yes. Yeah, uh, X Games. I never so. got a chance to make it. Yeah, it's uh I went the first year. Actually, I went last year for just a show. I went and saw Metallica, Living Legend. Nice. I wanted to make sure I got, uh, got the name. Oh man. I'm kicking myself um,
2: in the ass for not missing that.
1: One. Yeah, so X Games is coming on. Um, it starts tomorrow with small shows and they start doing all the skateboarding and biking and everything else starting Thursday, but it gets really heavy. The main events are Friday, Saturday, and Sunday over at CODA, or so it could be the Americas, mm-hmm. out by the airport. Uh, headliners, G-Eazy, Blink-182, Logic, All-Time Low. Some other undercard acts performing as well. Blink-182? Yep. <laughs> Um. Yeah. And again, remember it's last year in Austin. So you know, go out there, get that experience. Even if X Games and skateboarding and biking isn't your thing, yeah, check it out. Get the experience. Check that off off your list. You're here in Austin. Enjoy what we had. That's why it's leaving because I don't enough people supported it.
2: Yeah. Is it? They yeah. did a three year contract and it didn't work. Yeah. yeah they just no did, they never sold out. Yeah. They never. Really? I mean,
0: the F1 was doing much better, but with the terrible year that F1 had last year with the mm-hmm. with the rain, mm-hmm. it's kind of and on Halloween.
2: Yeah, I, I think it was that weekend. Yeah, it past was that year. weekend. Yeah. That yeah. was silly of them. And they knew it. Yeah. And like, yeah. Austin's Halloween is no it's, fucking joke. It's, right. They made the, it's packed <laughs> <laughs> anyway. They made
0: the best out of it, but that Saturday was dead. They had really? to move everything to Sunday. Uh, really. Let's see what else. Friday, if you're into reggae music at the Parish, 10 o'clock, Morgan Heritage, they're like the. Rolling Stones of Reggae, they're some of the, <laughs> one of the biggest names in the re, in reggae. So that's bearish, all ages, seventeen to twenty dollars. Uh, if you're into comedy, and who's not into comedy, uh, go see Maggie Mae at Velveeta Room, uh, nine o'clock. She actually she actually performing Friday and Saturday uh, with Mac Blake, who was uh, the 2013 funniest person in Austin. Wow. I mean Maggie mae has been on Moon Tower Fun Fest. Uh, it's 10 bucks, 18 plus, so go check it out, get some laughs.
1: Maggie May's a person, not the venue, everyone. Yeah, yeah, to yeah. Care. Maggie Mae, Maggie May,
0: not Maggie, <laughs> Maggie May. Maggie Mae, the comedian. Um, then Saturday, there's the uh, Can I Kick It? Kick it uh, show Tribute show, Trap Call Quest is the second one, uh, presented by Afro Freak at Spider House Ballroom with uh, special guest T-Double, Bavu Blake's, MC Overlord, D Madness, Poetics, Jeez. Ben it's George. Be a great show. Uh That's awesome. they have Dope DJs, uh Rosenthal and Mahaya seven dollars at the door. It's the second one. So they're gonna do a tribute to a Trap Call Quest, like they always do. Also this weekend is B Boy City. Uh for all you dance freaks out there, B Boys, uh B Boy City's back this weekend, Saturday and Sunday. Uh, dance competition. is gonna have uh kids, they're gonna have house dance house uh music dancing. The whole, house dancing the whole neighborhood? Uh, I don't know what neighborhood is going to do. I don't know what know houses house is in the neighborhood. I don't know what house, yeah. But you know they're going to have a house dance competition in there. Uh, so six p.m. to two a.m. fifteen pre-sale, twenty at the door. And um, is
2: that Romeo doing that? Yeah,
0: I think wow. Romeo's involved. So Romeo Holding he took that down. thing worldwide. He really did. Really, yeah. Good yeah. for him. He
2: really Shout did. Shout out Romeo. I'll
1: jump in here. Sunday, June fifth. Uh, Refuse old old school kind of like punk band. Not even not old school. Honestly, like nineties. Uh, they they broke up getting back together. They're doing a show at Mohawk with a coat hanger. So all the rock and metal fans out there, you'll love that. Uh, I th- believe it's sold out, but it's awesome. You can find tickets if you really want to get in there. Yeah. Uh, Tuesday, uh, Borns with Louis Del Mar. Um, they're like, I don't know how to describe Bournes. Um They're maybe EDM-ish pop rock. Um, and they're playing at Stub, 7 o'clock. I believe there's still tickets available. Also, that same Tuesday... Once you're done listening to the feedback, uh, check out uh, Riders of the Storm and Oxymorons. They're playing uh, 310 ACL Live at 8 p.m.
2: Well, thanks, thanks for having you me, brother. Thank you
0: so
1: much, man. Dude, Dude, yeah, my, my pleasure. Thank
2: it. you so much. I appreciate it. Great Continue, stories. continue doing this, man. It's thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Support local artists.
0: Shout out to everybody in the chat. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. I really appreciate it. Uh, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud. Follow the feedback on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And uh, coming up in June, real quick, we're going to do... A podcast series about the Omnibus Initiative, uh, where we'll be talking about the mayor's plan to save Austin music. Uh, They had 90 days to come up with a plan, and they're going to be presenting that early June to the city council. So talk about affordability for musicians, talk about resources, talk about audience development, talk about all these things. So we'll be dedicating three shows in June just to talk about this issue. Make sure you stay tuned to the feedback as we announce all the guests that we got booked Definitely keep uh, keep up with this story. It's something that affects all of us. It is about the music scene. It is about saving it. Uh, we we got to keep the conversation going, and this is the place to do it. So make sure you stay tuned to the Feedback Podcast.
1: Thank yeah. you so much, Miko. Yep. Oh. Shout out to everyone out there, and thank you again, Tabi. No problem. Thank you, brother. Thank you.
0: It. We'll talk to you next week. Ciao, Peace. ciao.